0: Hey everybody, this is Bevan. Welcome to Bevan of Femme Over 40 and Her Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Bevan. I've said my name three times. It's time to start the show. Um, Okay, in this episode with Alex, who I'm so excited for you to reunite with, Alex has been on the show before. Alex was on episode 30, which I just went to go verify uh, for sure, because remembering numbers is not my uh, easiest skill. And as I went to go uh, investigate that, it started raining more. So what's fun about this podcast, the theme of the podcast is start before you're ready. Nothing about it is perfect. So you're going to hear ancillary to my conversation with Alex, probably some mowing outside because I live in a place where they're always mowing (laughs) in spring, summer, like always. It's like forever hearing mowing. And then you're going to hear my cat licking himself very loudly because when he is in uh low pain mode because he has some chronic pain uh, I can tell his meds are working when he starts to clean that one area of his leg that he even tries to keep clean everything else is up to me to clean for him uh but it's his, his leg that he slurps at very loudly and then also the rain uh in an intermittently the mowing stopped because of the rain um uh, but now we're, we're gonna hear it so it's all fun and it's all part of the porch experience I want you to imagine that you are on a porch with me and Alex um curled up with your favorite childhood blanket and just um, connecting with us. This conversation is so high vibe. We are talking about dreaming. We're talking about the renaissance coming out of this pandemic. We're talking about Alex's connection um, to the other realm and just giving us some thoughts about travel which like truly actually I feel so much more peace after talking to Alex I'm so grateful I had this conversation thanks for listening to my podcast it's not just me talking to my friends and then just letting it be like we get to share this experience um and so I hope it gives you some hope too and I hope it gives you some peace uh and also just uh, some permission to dream and to just keep thinking about what your ideas are and how you can help foster that for any children that you're caretaking for in your life um and Uh, Such a great conversation. I'm so impressed with Alex, like, starting this store during the pandemic, opening a brick and mortar and everything. Um, And I just see so many big, amazing things coming for Alex and excited uh, to just share him with you and and really just encourage you to keep the faith, you know? Like, I've been – I shared this on my – Instagram stories, uh, this past week, but I've been dealing with some mega anxiety, which is, you know, I deal with anxiety and depression. That's just life, right? Um, and, and life in the matrix, but, um, I really, I rarely spike like this in my anxiety lately. Um, but I, the eclipse energy and the big full moon and all of that was just a lot. And so I've just been really working hard to do the the tools that I've learned uh, a lot from uh, my work with Alex. And it's about like being a daydream believer, getting into your dreams of what's possible. Because remember worry is, um, is worry gives you something to do, but you don't get anywhere, right? It's kind of like a rocking chair. Um, Worry is using your imagination to come up with worst case scenario. And that's really what anxiety is. Um, uh, it's, It's kind of part, like focusing on the uncertainty and digging in and needing stability versus finding the stability within creating the home and the steadiness within yourself and then radiating that out regardless of the uncertainty. So just, I really get a lot of soothing (laughs) reassurance From working with Alex um, and hearing that, so I'm excited for you to connect with Alex. Uh, But first, before we get to the conversation, I just want to remind you the best way to support this podcast is through my Patreon page. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, is a membership support site that allows folks like me to create for folks like you. Uh, It's a safe and secure site. It's all handled through Patreon. You can cancel at any time. I offer fat kid dance party aerobics through patreon so it's patreon.com slash fkdp which stands for fat kid dance party which is my aerobics class for anyone who feels left behind by mainstream fitness if you've ever been called too fat too much or felt too awkward to dance mine is the supportive class for you i do zoom aerobics on saturdays Um, it's available at any level of patreon support i also do some spiritual self-care teaching so i teach about uh, different aspects of my spirituality that i've incorporated into self-care rituals Uh, When I was early in my spiritual journey, I didn't really know what to do, and I just kind of like pieced it together from other people. So this is me having gelled a lot of that together into practices, sharing it with anybody out there who wants to either refine the practice they already have or is curious about using spirituality in their self-care practice. Uh, So that is all. That's a monthly thing that is released on my Patreon page. Uh, In addition to all that, I have a a full membership with on-demand videos for aerobics that I hike into the forest and I film... There's always a 10-minute, a 20-minute, two 55-minute classes, a chair aerobics class, and a 45-minute canisize class that is slower, more repetitive choreography for an optional cannabis experience. And I do all that, plus bonus classes from other body-positive instructors that I love. And that's all together in the Fat Kid Dance Party live tier of membership for 25 bucks a month. It's the best way to support and sustain Fat Kid Dance Party aerobics. But truly, I appreciate all of you just for being here, just for listening to the podcast. I'm so grateful you're here. And also, uh, for anyone who supports at any level, truly, it is the reason why I can continue to make this podcast happen. So thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Grab your favorite childhood blanket, pull it over your lap, and snuggle in with me and Alex the Medium, the love of and light of my my life. Alex, welcome to the podcast.
1: Yay! Thank you for having me. This is my third time.
0: Is this your third time on the podcast? Wow. Yes. Oh my God, that's so exciting. I'm so glad. I thought it was just <laughs> your second, but you know, it goes to show how. Well. My- Much I dig in
1: years ago, years ago, I was on a podcast of yours. I'm not sure if it was the same podcast. Oh,
0: you know what? You okay, so you've been very documented since the very beginning. You started (laughs) being a a working psychic. I wrote a blog post about you. I remember it so clearly. Yes, reading was phenomenal, and it happened. It's so funny because I had it on our agenda to talk about today. There's stuff that will happen in a reading that I don't understand until later when the dots connect, but you were reading who was at the time in ICU, but my ex-father-in-law, he Mm -hmm. like was dying at that time and he was coming through my reading with you, (laughs) but I didn't know who he was. And then eventually connected those dots and realized who he was. It's hilarious. Um, That's awesome. And you've just, I mean, I'm a multi-passionate artist and creator. And so I've had more than just my podcast or my YouTube. So I'm sure I've I've definitely interviewed you for many things
1: over the years. Yes. Yes.
0: And here we are.
1: And here we are. And is this, it, has it been a year since last time?
0: It has been just, it's been just over a year. Cause I think I interviewed wow. you in April, first pandemic, April, and now we're oh, in second yes. pandemic, May.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: it's biblical now, now that we've gone more than a year, it's biblical. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm excited to talk to you about everything, but first and foremost, I love I like- you business in the front. So I would love for you to introduce yourself and just say, uh, about your readings, um, but also about H. Gray Supply, because the story of H. Gray Supply, I think is like one of those (laughs) big pandemic moments of pivot and joy.
1: Yay, okay, well, I'm Alex, and um, online I go by Alex the medium. Uh, And so I am a medium, but I speak primarily to one guide whose name is Kazoo, uh, who I met when I was four and named him that and therefore here we are Alex and Kazoo I kind of want to change our name to Alex and Kazoo because if you know us it's we're more Alex and Kazoo than we are Alex the medium do you know
0: yeah it's, um, I mean it so, all Alex the medium makes sense to people who don't know you Alex and Kazoo makes sense to yes. people who know you so it's a toss-up really
1: yes Yes. So, so that's what I do. I do readings. I do group readings. um, And in addition to that, I just, with my partner opened up a small brick and mortar store in central New York called H gray supply co.
0: Okay. What do you sell at H gray supply co?
1: Well, we kind of um, it's kind of like a general store slash outfitters. A modern-day general store slash outfitters is what I like to call it. So we have clothes for men and women, but I've tried really hard to find brands that can be interchangeable. I want a man to be able to shop from our women's section, and I want a woman to be able to shop from our men's section, Um, and uh, really focus on brands that are eco-conscious, who um, do a fair wage um, in making their clothes, and also have like a bit of fun or upbeat element to them that's slightly unisex and or whatever, however you feel. So that's, that's been a plus for us because people have, I have had, that was my intention and I have had a man by a dress and I have had (laughs) women by men's button-ups. So so that's that. And then for other stuff, it just gives home stuff, things to treat yourself with. Um, a lot of treats, actually. Um, and elements, little elements here and there. Um, everything is small batch makers. So I try to find local, a local feel, but from local from all over the U.S. Um, and the treat yourself mentality is something I talk a lot about on my Instagram and usually in my posts because who always is is saying treat yourself because treat yourself is kind of a thing you can do to distract yourself from going on a negative storyline that our uh, conditioned minds like to go on so if you just kind of like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna treat myself with an experience or a food or a drink or a laugh, whatever it is, it makes you kind of get away from that zone and vibrate in a higher zone. So, I, so I'm carefully trying to curate things in all those departments to make you treat yourself, including wanderlust, which is one of my favorite words. And also, <laughs> I just like the idea of like, as we get out of this situation, let's go explore the world in ways that we've only talked about, not really done it. So I, so I have a lot of little things that kind of inspire travel, uh, and um, road trips and stuff like that.
0: Ah, uh, it's all so cute. Everything I've seen on Instagram, you do some great IG live tours. Um, the Instagram is H Gray Supply Co., right? Yes. Okay. You've got to follow it. Also follow Alex the Medium while you're on Instagram. And H Gray now has a website, which I just have to say, as someone who is you know worked retail, run small businesses, run small product based businesses every and and run digital businesses with websites all of that is so much so I just want to give you like a a virtual trophy for like (laughs) for opening a store soups to nuts and having your website running I bought I was the first customer on the website you were (laughs) I mean it was so funny that that very week I was like Noticing I was running out of pages in my notebook I use for all the seminars and readings I do. And like, I was like, I need a new notebook. And then you did a live and you had a notebook and I was like, and had inspirational quotes and it was even spiral bound, which is my preference. um, We're getting very nerdy. (laughs) So it's like, oh my God, yes, I'm buying this. Uh, Get it on your website. So anyway, there's so many treats and trinkets at Gray Supply Co. And also just like the in-person that you offer being a queer couple in the middle kind of nowhere uh, to be kind of an oasis for, I honestly like queer kids and queer people to be able to come and get the kind of acceptance and nurturing environment of someone who maybe wants to explore something different from mainstream stuff, like a young, you know, male identified at the time person trying on makeup, right? Or a dress.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, and that's been, and that's already happened. You know, we had an incident recently where a mother walked in with her son who looked about eight, seven, eight, nine years old. And he wanted to go look at the makeup and she let him. And then uh, Travis kind of went over there, my partner, and was like showing him, you know, do you want to, do you want some? And he's like, yeah, I want a lipstick. And mom's like, okay. So he tried, Travis kind of suggesting a clear gloss. He's like, why don't you try this? That way you get used to the feel of it. And then you'll see if you want different colors later on. And then he was happy. They bought it. They left. And then half an hour later, the mom messaged Travis and said, "Uh, thank you, because my son burst into tears in the car because we didn't make fun of him. Uh. So, I mean, I wish that weren't his situation, but I'm glad that he felt like, oh, great. I can't. uh, It's not weird. These people think it's normal. In fact, celebrate it. And I can't wait to slap it all on my face.
0: Yeah, it's so good. Okay, so I really want to talk about the origin story of HRA because I feel like a lot of the behind the scenes just being one of your Instagram live regulars. Um, Alex live on IG all the time. It's so worth (laughs) it pop on because Alex is just creating a community. So it's like having a FaceTime with Alex where I'm not on the FaceTime but I'm just commenting and so are other people. It's really fun and you were talking about When you first, because you went up to Casanova for the um for the pandemic to be Travis's mom, right? Yes. And then, and so
1: the way, and it's crazy because it just kind of. I'll tell you this too. I have to tell you this because I think I've spoken to you about this, but I was in a good vibration, just doing my readings and expanding my career. Doing my readings, Um, I got out of my own way so that I could do that, and it took a long time to kind of let go of security to do that and know that um the faith of going and trusting my readings will work out. Um and so for a good year and a half to 2 years I was just doing readings as my career which was fantastic and I for me that was winning and I'm done. But during that time Kazoo always tells me because I was in a practice of allowance instead of trying to dictate control or seek stability as a as a way to control um I was open and still am to other ideas and opportunities. Let's do it all. And so in a one week period, this was not this last Thanksgiving, but the one before the Thanksgiving before pandemic. Um, That week, two different random people came up to Travis and said, you two should open up a little shop here. There's a space available on Main Street. And Travis is like, what? I mean, I don't want to do that. That's not something I've said I've wanted to do. Alex has never said he's wanted to do that. And then I didn't know about those two incidents, incidents. but we went to Thanksgiving at a friend of his house and a lady who was there who we'd never met said, you guys should open up a store. There's a space available in town. And so I was like, that's weird. Why would she say that? Why would I want to do that? And Travis was like, you know what's funny is two other people have said it. So then we just did, the the thing that that I've learned is so valuable from Kazoo is just play. So we just sat down for a minute and thought, what would we do if we were to do this? So we just played and played and played and talked about it, put it out there into the universe a little bit. And people came out of the woodwork saying, oh, I know someone who offers free business counseling at the local college here. We met with her. She basically helped us draw up a business plan found us someone who could get us a loan, got the loan. I mean, it all just kind of happened very quickly. And then pandemic hit. So we kind of were like, "Mm, we're not going to do this now. Um, Then around summertime, this past summer, last year, that space got taken by someone else. So then I was like, oh, for sure, we're not doing it now. But then in October, we started walking around town, there was three other spaces available. And we went to, to one of them, which is the one we're in now. And we both thought this is actually even better than that first one was. First one was too big. It would have been difficult to fill up with the budget we had. And we walked in and we thought it was perfect. And um, we thought, let's wait till after the holidays. And if it's still available, we'll do it. And here we are. But I have to tell you also, I, I also have the whole time, I've kept the little inkling of if it doesn't work out, it's not supposed to work out. And I think kind of not having an urgency or a, I feel like whenever we as human beings want something, there's an underlying, what if I don't get it? What if I don't get it? What if I don't get it? And I kind of removed that by like, oh, okay, well, this, this wasn't in the plans. So I'm just going with the flow of it. And if the flow of it says to not do it anymore, then I guess something else will happen. And it's the first time in my life I think I've ever done that, but it's worked. And now it's just continuing to go in the flow of whatever else comes from this
0: oh my goodness that i love that story first of all i hope people are taking notes um and if you weren't maybe go back and listen to it again because just thinking about like (laughs) this thing is coming it's an idea it feels weird but it's kind of fun i also like low-key wonder if people are approaching you and travis to open a store because of schitt's creek um oh
1: yes it's yeah which i find a little bit gayist, but (laughs) (laughs) but also fine
0: Right, like there are some ways in which people are channeling the universe in our like you know, one-on-one connections with people. They're just saying shit, you know. And then there's also yeah. ways in which people are like, "You're gay, and you're like this other only other gay couple I've ever heard of that I feel a lot yeah. of empathy with because I binge watch them every night." So yes. you know, but I will say that your store is not unlike <laughs>
1: David's yeah. store yeah and it by no intention was it there's a section now I'm like make it look less shit's creaky um but you the, know there's uh, elements I try to find ways that it's not like it just because I don't want it to be like that but it is kind of like it yeah <laughs> Travis,
0: if Travis ever wears a black and white sweater it's over but you, yes have some handsome <laughs> like uh brown smocks uh that yes. you yeah that are just so, I just love everything about it. There's the beautiful rainbow design. T- talk about how you got that inspo.
1: Well, that was random. Cause as we were playing around, we, t- we tried to come up with a color scheme and we thought this is so on the nose now. But I was like, we have to have gray in our color scheme. That's your, that's your grandpa's name. We're naming the store after his grandfather um, who was a business owner in this town before. And, uh, and we had this whole-
0: And also owns a store in town. So it's like
1: Travis's cousin network yes network
0: of family businesses
1: very much so in fact his uncle now runs the the restaurant and inn that his grandfather built which is still in town and still thriving um so on the same strip there's three businesses owned by his family now <laughs> um and so uh Yeah, and and he wanted to pay homage to his grandfather just because he's always admired him and his grandpa was very supportive and loving and he only died, I want to say, like five or six years ago in his late 80s. Um, But he was a very nice, kind man, so we thought we have to name it after him. Plus, I kind of think H. Gray sounds like J. Crew or I don't know, there's something about it that I kind of (laughs) liked that felt like traditional, but like modern. Um, And so... uh, I'm just going on a rampage now. I don't know what we were talking about specifically.
0: Oh, um, the rainbow wall.
1: The rainbow, the rainbow. Yes. So we had a color scheme and then we're like, okay, we'll go with it. We have paint samples, blah, 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 blah. And as we were looking for ways to decorate, um, we wanted the store to kind of look like minimalist using some old pieces. Like we have some old trunks or crates on the wall, but then also kind of more modern pieces. Um, Everything started looking black, white, and gray and i thought we need a little bit of color and i feel like the colors we originally had were very muted and subdued and then travis just found this designer in the uk who designs wallpapers and murals that you can he has a basic design but then he can kind of like specific to your measurements make it work so um we talked to him and designed and like changed the colors around a little bit to make it like a sunburst and um and then put it up as a wallpaper and then everyone before we open we you know I'd send to my sister my mom everyone and people loved it in ways that I I thought like is this a little I was a little like this is a little gay like really the gay couple opening a store with a huge rainbow sunburst coming out of the wall is this a little too much maybe but good because everyone loves it and so then we decided to kind of use that color scheme for everything and it's not even a traditional rainbow. It's actually a sunburst, and there's blue, reds, oranges in there.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. not actually a rainbow, but it looks rainbowy. And I want yes. to talk about to untangle this difference between too much and iconic, because I feel like too much is truly the eye of the beholder. Fuck them. Iconic. That's right. You just being you and just radiating and people are the yeah. people gravitate to it. They're like, selfie moment. Let me be on the selfie wall. You even yes. so brilliantly tied it into that notebook that I bought. And like, that's the, yes, which is amazing.
1: Yeah. And we're designing more notebooks. Like Travis designed that notebook actually. And he's even designed our own line of greeting cards based on colors off of that wall as well. Um, so we're trying to do some stuff that we can to start that we make ourselves Mm-hmm. um and I don't know where that heads we're just kind of playing around with like let's make our own cards why not
0: why not um
1: and we there's... have witty things to say <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean also like I just I have to ask what's the time commitment because I feel like all of running this for takes time uh curating a website takes time and also so does like designing your own products and your own cards like is Travis sleeping are you sleeping like how are you doing this
1: oh we sleep and then the rest of the time it's everything else yeah so it's almost like this we're both kind of running the store I'm kind of running the ins and outs of the brick and mortar he's running the ins and outs of the website and then on top of that we're kind of designing he's spending time designing cards, stuff like that. And I'm working on my readings the, any other time I have. Um, so, but I'll tell you, I, we haven't had a day off in now nine weeks and I don't feel tired. Um, I get up every day and I've got stuff to do that I love. I have two jobs that I own both of and love both of. So that's great. And right now I'm only getting paid by one of them, but I don't care. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm making, I'm growing a baby. So it needs, it needs its attention.
0: It's totally true. People don't think about like, there's like an employee mindset where you're like, do a trick, get a treat. You like show up, you get paid for your time. And then when you run your own thing, that's a long game. So like you're growing a baby, yeah. right? Like I think, once I started really seeing Faculty Dance Party as like my child, and like, okay, I've yes. been a child for this long, how am I responsible for this job? What needs to happen every week? What needs to happen? Like, it's different than a brick and mortar, which is more straightforward. But like, you know, yes. just trying to kind of figure what does this require of me, and then how can I do this sustainably? Because for me, I do. I realized I need days off. Like, I don't need them every week, and I kind of I prefer to work a little every day versus a lot, a few days. And, um, and by a little, I'm still, I still, I don't clock my hours, but I'm sure I work like 10, 12 hour days, a lot of days, but I do things that I love that are meaningful to me to put in the world. And, And it's about building a thing that could at any moment pop off and make a lot of money. Cause like, you've got this website, you can go viral, right? Like, I think people really vibe when you're in the art of allowing and you're in that, like the flow and law of attraction, you're bringing the right people and, it's coming to fruition. And it's so funny. I just remember years ago, you like told me, you're like, I got a hit that I needed to work this retail job. Um, And like, and then I realized now, Oh, all that retail that you didn't really need to do was because you were like learning how to run a retail business, like on
1: the ground. Yeah. 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 And even like, you know, I can think of the first mom and pop retail I ever worked was in 2001 in Los Angeles. And it was this little store called E Literature on La Brea. And she it was this woman, Sonia, who was Indian. And I loved her. She was so sweet. And she owned this store called E Literature, where she it was kind of like a bookstore, but only books that were like obscure or weird or not like on the top sellers of Barnes and Noble but they were so great and lots of coffee table books and then she had lots of little gifts and candles and stuff like that and brought in her culture as well plus a pride element just because she was such a supporter and an ally so she when I started this venture I thought about her a lot because I thought she made a place for every that everyone is welcome while infusing it with a little bit of her um and and Indian she had a lot of things that were made in India or had kind of an Indian aesthetic to it but that weren't the traditional thing you'd see and I thought like how carefully curated her kind of making something she grew up with that was like oh mom do I have to take that to school she'd always talk about her mom making her weird lunches that the kids thought were weird but like take embracing that and then making it cool for everyone to want to be a part of. And so I thought about her a lot when I first started this. I thought I needed everyone is welcome and how do I infuse not only our LGBT ness but also my spirituality. Um and so that I'm still kind of working on. I as you know I've spoken about this many times. I'm not the most woo woo person in the world. So for me I think I, I want to incorporate elements of um spirituality that are more inspirational versus um ritual and so one thing i'm going to be working on with a friend of mine who's an artist is a um a uh calendar a um what do they call those books planner
0: planner? oh yeah
1: yeah so i want to do like an alex and Gazoo planner uh, probably an 18 month one. And then I'll just throw in there all the things that I do on my lives or on my Instagram of like, you know, what's the, be- what's been the best part of your day today, or what's the way you're going to plan on treating yourself tonight. Or um, if I just dropped into your account, $50,000, what's the first place you're going to buy-, buy a plane ticket to and now research it and write it all down here. I want to throw in activities to get people to play yeah. uh on it in a way that they can't plan it so you just turn the page and now it's October 12th then you have to play today whether you planned on it or not um just to kind of make people get more get them out of their heads I know I'm a victim of thinking yeah. that going down a negative storyline spiral and so <laughs> if I distract myself with something that feels good I'm not giving my energy to that crap and instead, I'm giving energy to the universe saying, oh, look, Alex is ready. He's playing. He's ready to receive. How about this? How about this idea he never thought of before that has now come to fruition? Oh
0: my God. Yeah. So that's
1: one thing I want to make.
0: Uh, that's so exciting. And it's so like it is there's something about um, God's timing that I've really been um, working around uh like understanding you know what I mean because like it's not if it's if I'm in this flow right and if I'm like living this God-centered life where I'm you know doing what does God need Bevan to do rather than what does Bevan want to do or Bevan thinks she should do Mm -hmm. for egoic reasons of like you know maybe getting a lot Mm -hmm. of status which is uh, (laughs) my favorite acronym for status is still too arrogant to understand success Um, Uh uh-huh And being a lawyer made me physically and mentally ill. We've talked about this. Um, Yes. But like thinking about instead, like, okay, well, I'm doing this that's on my heart and I'm, uh, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and going in faith, but still like in a very planning uh, stage, it's like patience Mm -hmm. is an energized belief that good things are coming your way. And, you know, when you think about like a pregnant mom at least we know gestation is only nine months, but gestation of mm-hmm. ideas, gestation of, of destiny that can take an elephant's gestation. Who knows? Right. Yes. Like, yes. And so like the planning and like playing in the plan, like I have three workout videos planned. You know what I mean? Like this is what I've been doing in my pandemic. I like walk in the forest. I plan trips. I mean a lot because of your influence. Like I'm planning trips. I'm planning like workout video shoots. I'm planning like. You know where I want to fly. Like I'm picturing mm-hmm. myself getting into my private plane. Like I yeah. think about this stuff all the time because it's a really helpful way to not constantly be dwelling in the negative. And a big realization yes. I just had that you just touched on is that every negative thought you don't have to keep thinking it. You can just no. think those thoughts and not. You don't have to think the thought just because it comes in doesn't mean it needs to get uh, digested. Right? It's kind of like that's oh, right. I don't need this. It's like throwing a fly out of your mouth instead of chewing up
1: the fly yeah. swallowing it. Yes, yes. Well, and Kazoo says that's exactly right. And Kazoo says, but I have to tell you, you're, uh, you're beyond playing, you've gotten to a place of seeing yourself there. Mm. So it's like you make the plan and then you see yourself there, which is almost like a second step. It's like a little tag along to, to the daydreaming part. It's feeling the feeling of being there versus... Only thinking about a thing you don't have and how you'd like to have it. Yeah, it's feel it's it's basking in the light of it now. To familiar, so the universe knows how familiar you are and ready to receive it.
0: Listen, I dance onto my private plane every day, multiple times. Good. I just can't imagine having a private plane and not dancing that you don't have to fly commercial when you get on oh it yeah so I'm like here I am I'm ready I will be dancing every time you let me be on my private plane um thank you universe
1: yes <laughs> in pjs and barefoot
0: yeah however yeah. I end up on that plane hopefully in cute outfits most of the time yeah um, <laughs> but, you know if it's my plane maybe I have my uh my shoes and stuff on the plane ready to get ready um yeah Alex, tell me about your writing, now that we're talking about play, because I feel like you've also been in a writing space, and that's really exciting to see you just putting up post-it notes.
1: Thank you. Oh, yes, that. Well, so for years, I've written a lot of um, television pilots, a couple films, a couple plays, so I've been writing, and it's always something I kind of do creatively. I've put up some of the plays that I've written um, and shot little shorts and stuff like that, but I've never really kind of done it with any sort of pressure to succeed in any status, like the acronym pre- that you just use for status. For me, it's just like, I like doing it and it's just fun. I like to like make a project. So along the lines of those mu- that using that muscle, um people have been telling me for the last few years you should write a book and I always shut it down because I think I don't want to be you know like I, I picture Teresa Caputo's book with like her arms folded and be like get to know your inner whatever you're like it's just not great.
0: me all of her books are so- <laughs> not need to wear I haven't books. read it's them heels on the cover of your book you can write what uh,
1: you're gonna write
0: but her books yes. are great they're on audiobook you can listen to them while you're doing inventory I think I think you'll like them
1: I like her actually a lot but it's just not very me and I don't it's not me and I don't feel comfortable trying to tell people how to do anything um uh, and I don't think I could write a self-help book or any kind of that kind of book but during the pandemic I started reading again which is something I used to do on a regular basis and let go of for almost 10 years And as I started reading, I started reading with a lot of frequency and I started remembering some of my favorite books that I've kept and reread have been essayists books. Like, um, I love, obviously I love David Sedaris, uh, Burroughs, but also Jonathan Ames is someone who I really love. And they just kind of write little short story essays about things that have gone on in their life. And, um, something Amy Hempel is another one I really love if anyone's ever read her but um (laughs) I started thinking you know because I have a friend um and Margaret who said to me you should write a book and if you do you should write it the reluctant medium because for so many years I kind of got in my own way or felt uncomfortable or don't feel woo woo or I don't know it's just me and I talk to kazoo you know I always say that it's just me and I talk to kazoo um and even when people ask me like are you kind of like the Hollywood medium or or the Lila medium, and I always say, I'm more like Whoopi and Ghost, you know, and like Kazoo's Patrick Swayze.
0: <laughs> You've in Danger Girl.
1: Yeah, Molly, you're in Danger Girl. <laughs> so but I'm basically Otome Brown, um, and that's more what it's like. So, so I thought to myself, oh, you know, the reluctant medium, that's kind of, I like that idea of that and how I got out of my own way. And so as I was reading the essays, I thought, oh, I could get on board with writing because it's kind of like episodic TV that I have been writing. Little nuggets of wisdom or nuggets of experience, of my experiences through mediumship, through getting out of my own way to allow it to happen. What I've learned from giving people readings that I can apply to myself that I never asked him about and just little anecdotes about life and and my feelings on death and spirituality and all that kind of stuff, which has a lot of snark attached to my feelings of all those things. So I kind of thought about um, doing that, writing, writing a little book of essays and calling it, um, Fine, I Can See You, Tales from a Reluctant Medium.
0: <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I love that. Um, And I also love that you just kind of like dove into just playing with it, even though like you're in the midst of opening a store. Because like where you're like looking for stability and security. You're like, oh, this idea, it's like a good idea versus a God idea. And when you have a God idea coming in, even as other God ideas are being there, like you can't, I don't know, like I still, I actively am like planning a clothing line. I don't know when that's gonna come. Oh, go. that. oh good. Right? Like there's all sorts yeah. of I'm like doing in this little head of mine that I, I don't attach this to the yeah. thing. fun about the creative process so, is like um allowing the di- the different projects at the different stages. Cause like there's not as much um creative charge when you're like in the soup and nuts of like accounting for your small business, <laughs> you know? Yes,
1: yeah. But if yes. you can be
0: in the, like, creativity and the openness to the other ideas and, like, and not need, and this is something I've really had to learn, and I'm still still working on this, is, like, not getting attached to, like, when this thing is a thing. Me too. Right? Yeah. And just, well,
1: you know, it's funny. The other day, I was, probably weeks, I always say the other day, and it was, like, three months ago, but I was giving someone a reading, and because, in the number 17 keeps popping up when he says this, but he always says, you know what, you can dream all those things, Alex has 17 ideas right now and he needs to have all 17 of them for four of them to work out. Mm. Maybe that one, maybe the, the the lofty Cuban sandwich shop idea that I have isn't really going to be, but I have to have it because there's an element of me playing around with how that's going to look. That's going to influence maybe how the design of my book is going to look or something else. So it's just like, because it was like, dream all of them. Dream all of them. Because And don't worry about when or how. Just keep keep them in the air.
0: Tales of a reluctant medium holding a Cuban sandwich.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what makes a perfect Cuban sandwich, Alex, now that we're talking about this?
1: <laughs> well, traditionally, traditionally it is. And I have to say this. Because my mom would be like, you have to tell them exactly how because most people don't do it. So it's kind of like the Cuban version of the leftover turkey sandwich after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So for the holidays, Cubans make a pernil, which is a big roast pork that's got lots of like bitter orange and garlic um, and cumin. And so that's what we have. And then the leftover gets sliced and then it goes on bread with ham, Swiss cheese, mustard, dill pickle, and then pressed that's basically it it,
0: and there's specific bread too it's like that crusty
1: yes it's super soft on the inside but like crackle soft like it's almost like the um it's almost like a crispy cream donut of bread
0: (laughs) that's a good way to put it
1: it crackles on the outside and, and it's flaky but the inside is super soft which makes it easy to press so it's really simple but a lot of Cuban places my mom will go to she's like they just put through pulled pork in here or they made a roast pork and sliced it so it's like a a big slice versus like shredded pieces of like you know leftover like turkey is Yeah
0: and it's like a little juicy and it gets into the Yes bread.
1: and has all those seasonings from the you know it's not just like roasted it's got the Six hour roast the day before juice is flowing through it.
0: Oh my God. So
1: that's what it is. Yeah. I'm late. So to- I have an idea for a, a Cuban sandwich. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's a great idea. uh Yeah. I just thought another great business idea that popped through the pandemic is Polly D from the Jersey Shore. I'm sure you're mm-hmm. familiar. Um, yes. He has his own sandwich store now, which he's doing just like Mariah Carey is doing her cookie business where they're like basically licensing it out the recipes to restaurants wherever and you can like apply to be a poly d sandwich shop and then you're just and it's it's delivery only so it just goes to the restaurant and you don't know where it's coming from and you just get these poly d sandwiches um so there's so many ways of doing these things without actually having a brick and mortar
1: yeah oh maybe that's the way
0: who knows there's so many who knows? Ideas. um yeah now i'm really thinking about sandwiches i'm like oh <laughs>
1: Ah, I have so many crazy ideas like another delicacy in Cuban cuisine is uh, ham croquettes Ooh. which are basically just doubled ham which is kind of like spiced minced ham that then gets rolled into like breadcrumb and fried and I thought I can I make a po' boy out of that yes I can and that'll be one of the sandwiches yeah, so I kind of want to mix in like my Florida upbringing eating with my cuban <laughs> heritage and see what happens
0: oh, oh my god i can't wait what a delicious dream uh, <laughs> when you were in la did you go to portos
1: yes oh my
0: god. i didn't know yes i didn't understand until like so many people were like you've got to try portos and and then when i realized i was by a portos and i walked by and there was a line out the door this is pre-pandemic line out the door
1: oh then, yes yes this
0: is like disneyland for snacks what are they even selling oh yeah and i didn't have time to wait in that line but then literally that weekend my friend had a pool party and someone brought a whole porto spread and so i got to try everything that's the way i want to do portos is catering only like yes not the disneyland way the catering yes like,
1: <laughs> i've been in there twice it's in the valley i think
0: there the one there's two that i've been to one's in burbank and one is in glendale um
1: burbank that's there, what there. I, want I went to yeah, yeah.
0: The Burbank one yeah, it you, was like, great. next door to the Pinup Girl Clothing store. So, if you are out there, love retro clothing, you have to make a twofer. Go to Pinup Girl Clothing, try on all the things, and then go snack at Porto's. That's how you got to do it. Oh,
1: love it. Mm-hmm. Now I want Cuban food. <laughs> <Me too.
0: laughs> I'm, I'm glad we had this tangent.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Alex, since you are my psychic friend, I want to ask you psychic friend questions. Um, yes. What, what are you hearing from Kazoo about, like, the length of this pandemic? Is it going to be safe to travel by August? Like, what are we looking at right now in the state of our chaotic world?
1: Okay. So he says, he said, yes, 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 it's safe. Um, compared to when we spoke to, a year, to you a year ago, We didn't know when but we knew it was heading in this direction and and he says and i believe i even told you a year ago that it feels like a new renaissance will come after this is subsides and i think we're just at the door of that opening now um i think it's safe uh uh kazoo says i even uh, venture to say this I feel it's safe even for people. uh, There are people out there, he says, who have not been vaccinated, but not for any crazy reason or political reason, but just because they haven't been able to or a health reason. And I even think because enough people have been and continue to be, it will help even those who can't. Um, It helps the, the monster die down. So because of that, I feel like it's comfortable. He says, I'm not, you know, he says, I hesitate to say, even if you're not vaccinated, you'll be fine. But I want to say, even if you're not vaccinated, I think you should slowly test how to go out there in a way that you feel comfortable. And I think it's also important for everyone to feel comfortable, however they feel comfortable. Meaning there are people who are vaccinated, that um, still wear their mask when they go in places. Me too. Um, in fact, I wear mine in the store, <laughs> even if I'm vaccinated. And even if they've been vaccinated, they don't. I, I, it's fine if they want to take it off. But I'm keeping mine on just because it feels comfortable. And and I think it's just a matter of comfort. And and also, it's not even comfort, because uh, who says? He wants me to say, it's not that I feel... Um out of fear that I'm keeping it on. It just feels comfortable and I want to spread the message of let's be safe together. Um, That feels comfortable to me. Um, That I'm aware of what's going on and for you, I'm doing it for you. Uh, And so that's, it's a personal choice, but he feels it's slowly subsiding and there's all the horror stories we all hear, but that's also a lot of um, click culture and sensationalized drama with uh marring the the actual factual news Mm -hmm. so just he says from his perspective it's getting better people just need to start living their lives in whatever careful way they feel they can so for you he says that means i think you're okay to travel with your mask on um i think that um, he says, you and I are the same in the sense that I kind of want to, but I'm also kind of like feel like I'm going to have a panic attack in the plane with Matt, watching someone take their offer, you know. <laughs>
0: and touch their feet. It's all it's all the passengers yeah. doing all at once.
1: Yes. And he said, but the truth is, you just do you. If you have to go, if your soul is telling you that you need to go to a place, whether it's for your own enjoyment or expansion of perspective or to see someone that you love that you haven't seen. The universe wants you to do those things. So know that you're taken care of and go do the thing. Don't not live because of a fear-based notion that something might go wrong. So that's what he feels about the pandemic at this point. In terms of travel, um, he says, I feel at this point in this country it's become far less political than it had been when we spoke a year ago. Now I think people are using their common sense more and are aware in many ways that they weren't before. And I think that will continue to happen globally. Um so so he says, if I had to if I had to say the most important thing to know about this pandemic now is now that it feels safer to be out there go be out there so that you can be part of this renaissance expansion thing that's going on mm. um, because now is the time to do all the things that you want to do. Um, and it's still, he says, I knew it wouldn't go away, but one of his favorite things or positive things that have come out of this pandemic is how many people have, take an inventory of how they were only existing and how they now want to start living appreciation um uh, and now that now now we're here so i all you know i can think of a million places i want to travel i'm like well i'll wait till travis is available or i'll wait till blah 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 blah. and now because it's like just do it you want to do it just go do it yeah this weekend why why do you have to plan it for nine months if you can just do it in a month go and experience because for you to go there, anywhere anyone wants to go, he especially, he says, I especially encourage travel because it's really important to get out of your sphere and go be in someone else's where you can just watch people behave and, and experience a different energy than the one that you have become immune to. He says, it's just like when you put on, when you have a favorite cologne and you don't even smell it anymore, everyone else does. I need you to not wear it so you can put it back on and then smell it i need you to go someplace else try a different one and then apply that information to what you're doing so it's almost like um it's it's perspective expansion but it's also motivating for what all of us need to go where our souls are calling us in order to inspire what we're supposed to be doing next So I think it's important to try and get out there, especially if you're being called to go somewhere.
0: Oh, I love that. And like having the self-discernment really to know the difference between a call and like Uh, an egoic want, or I think I should do this thing. I think something that I thought at the beginning of this pandemic before I even realized how bad it was, was I was like, Oh, this is great. People are going to have a great reason to not overbook their schedules and not have their kids and all the activities and do all the things. Because I think we realized priorities in this and we, like, like I think 2021 specifically, like 2022, I've always kind of seen as like, that's the Renaissance. That's the great opening. That's the roaring twenties are starting then. And like 2021, I think is like priorities and harm reduction and like trying to figure out how that, how to have that balance. Cause I think, you know, I think some travel right now is essential, like, um, mental health travel and like reuniting families, that kind of stuff feels essential to me. But like, I live, yes, I live near my mom, you know, and I want to see the rest of my family and I want to get to go visit my loved ones, especially, and it's just weighing all of these things has been a lot. So it's actually very reassuring to hear all of
1: this Yeah.
0: You, um, or you via Kazoo. Um, and yeah, that's so good. And he wants
1: to say, he wants to say, and for you, it might be something work-related that's like, here's this thing. Maybe I just go there and do the thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe now it feels okay. And I think you'll just know if it comes up or it's not, it's not a hard no anymore. Yeah. It's uh okay, maybe this is a possibility now.
0: Yeah, it's feeling like I've... I've been really struggling with the ethics of this time for the last few months, um, as other people have like loosened their behaviors. Um, mm-hmm. I live in a retirement community and everyone got vaccinated really early and like mm-hmm. now they're running around like lesbian spring break and uh- right. <laughs> I'm happy for them. But like also this is an, I, there's also an RV community element to this. And so there's people coming in for the summer from other places where I don't know. And so I've been masking up anyway. Um, yeah. even though everyone else is like hugging and basically making out and um, they're not really making out but you know yeah. what i mean like it's just like one of those things where i'm like watching these people act in this way that i'm not ready to yet and it's okay yeah. like i just feel like a touring artist i don't want to be bringing the mutant corona everywhere. I go you know what I that's
1: mean? <laughs> right yes yeah
0: it's, it's reassuring Um, and also like, I think there's an element to this where again, priorities harm reduction where I'm like, okay, well I know I'm going to the glowing goddess getaways. I made that choice, even though it felt dangerous at the time I was like by August, I think going in person feels like it'll be okay. And then I'm trying to figure out like, do I just go be on tour for three months or do I just go and then come back and then go and come back? Right, I don't know there's just so many possibilities and
1: well he'll tell you he's like here's something great about that going and going on tour or going and coming back you don't have to decide now and it will be dictated to you later and you don't even need to know now which is good
0: that's kind of that's actually so reassuring because that's what I keep telling myself I'm like
1: yeah
0: I don't if it's a drive all I have to know is like within three days of leaving <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. And so I think we've all human beings have been conditioned to like make a decision. You need to pick one. And what if you don't, we don't know yet other elements might come into play um, that maybe the decision will be made for you in a way that's like illuminating that like, oh yes, I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. So there's no, you know, loosey goosey.
0: It's been something, a practice I'm using that has worked really well the last few days as I've been, I've been sharing a lot of my IG stories that I've been super high anxiety, which is not,
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is not typical for me. I'm not this high anxiety. This has been, I mean, I took a pill about it, which is very rare for me. Um, mm-hmm. and part of the high anxiety, what I've been doing with my thought life is, planning best case scenario and it starts tonight so what happens tonight that's part of best case scenario then what am I going to do this weekend what am I going to do next month what's happening during my tour right like just really planning it out and best case scenario always gets me to Paris (laughs) oh good
1: (laughs) I can see it I can see the outfits
0: yes thank you and me holding a croissant and yeah. uh, an oat milk cappuccino. I hope they make those in Paris. Like, along this <laughs> end, you know what I mean. Somehow, maybe we'll. I haven't looked up these rules yet, but I kind of want to bring biscuit Reynolds to Paris.
1: I bet you can. I bet. I, I see can. a beret. A
0: little beret, a little baby baguette. Yeah. To Reynolds to hold. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. I love that, but you should go. You know, even because he says. I can't even tell you Alex is getting excited when you said it because we just did it. We just did the see yourself there.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And I saw you there too. Thank you. Um, Because you said it and it feels right and it feels good and it calls you and, and it's a thing. So we need to keep that vibration going.
0: Yes. Uh, I can't wait. There's so much of this pandemic that I have spent walking along the sand in my mind. (laughs) It's like it's like the one place I took French all through high school, and it's the one place I've never gone that I've always. I mean, there's a lot of places on my bucket list, but like Paris has been hot on the list forever. And yeah. So when the world shuts down, you're like, I can't go to Paris. Um. And I recently found out that starting this month, vaccinated Americans can go to Paris now. So yeah. Um. Anyway. So you have to go. I have to go. It's part of the vision. It's going to happen. I'm- oh
1: yeah, and there's so much perspective for you there, and. And the best part is this, because it says it is on a lot of people's bucket list for the status reason. For you, it's different. It's an air. It's a, you know, I think you and I are similar in this respect, because it says when we go to big cities in this country, there's a historical element to a lot of these older big cities that you just feel in the air. So then to go to a European one, it's like a triple espresso of that
0: yeah it's so true I live what the funnest thing is that where I live the the closest town is the oldest one of the oldest towns in Washington and it's Victorian and it's so cool to like see the little cobblestones and that kind of thing it's very yes like little baby it's not New York nothing like New York but it's baby New York like the kind of like yeah looking at the pretty buildings and all of that kind of stuff oh poor Townsend what a gem yes Uh, so tell me Alex I want to hear more about like this renaissance that's coming because like, I feel like the, it it makes logical sense about the Renaissance. Like people have had Mm -hmm. more time with themselves to kind of find out who they are outside of the expectations of like workplace lunchrooms and cubicles Mm -hmm. and creating and art. And I'm just curious what you're seeing coming through.
1: Well, He says, you know, it's a really great time for people to start taking inventory of what are the things they've always actually really wanted to do and seeing themselves there in all the ways they can possibly do that thing. Not just the one way we've been conditioned to think we can do that thing. Just like you mentioned earlier with the sandwiches, I don't have to open a brick and mortar sandwich shop. There's a million ways I could do it. And it's that because- the The era we're in now, anything is possible. So many people, um, because of the pandemic, have stayed working remotely, and and it works out for many, many companies that way. And so, if you can do that, then what else can you do with those twenty hours that you're not just sitting in a office because you're supposed to be there? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so because says I think there's room to start doing things that you like and letting the universe dictate how you do them rather than go, going on a very narrow path of how it has to be done and that there can be more than one of those things as you know because you're always a Jacqueline of all trades <laughs> um but also he said I think it's the, the the universe, the world, people are hungry and starving for authentic, real people behind the experiences and products that they want. And so that's why it's even more important than ever. Because who says, even if you look at it, you? I think you could look at it factually, but he says, in your gut, I've been saying this, like the, I had to go get a computer last summer and I'm like, the mall's dead. And recently Travis had to go to the mall and I'm like, the mall's now like dangerous and dead. And, um, and I told my mom, mom's like here too. And I'm like, Oh, the whole concept of the American mall is dead. Mm -hmm. And in a way that's kind of exciting, even though it's where I hung out when I was a teen, but the mall was a collection of curated big box stores that was not small batch makers that is not there's no care put into anything it's just familiar and one dropped in every town for everyone to go live their routine lives spending 50 dollars on a top that costs 13 cents to make and that will disintegrate after six washes and so we don't want that anymore
0: fast i'd fast. rather pay
1: 80 bucks <laughs> yes that's right. And yeah. so what about now I'd rather pay 80 bucks for a top that'll last me 15 years, yeah. or I want to taste that food that you made with love, however you made it, whether it's traditional or you have fused it somehow, or you've added your own element through it. It's vesseled through you. All of us are hungry for things that are vesseling through someone. And when it vessels through someone, it's not only divine because it came from somewhere, but now, vesseling through you, it takes on all of your ingredients, characteristics, love, good energy. And all of us want those things. And I think we're done with a lot of big box things. Because they don't give us that energy. And because he said, Target gives people that energy. But what Target does is take small batch makers and brings them into there and amplifies them. Mm-hmm. Buys them out, but it amplifies them and it shows you real people behind the thing. And it also target is very good at having uh, uh, everyone is welcome mm-hmm. and we've got something for everyone and we have multiple versions of that one thing for everyone and so that's another element making yourself accessible doing what it is that you love putting yourself out there talking about it and we want to see it and even because who says we're going to see it in entertainment We're going to see it in food. We're going to see it in our products. We're going to see it in lifestyle choices and how we live from now on to the point where he thinks school will change radically. Um, He says, I don't think people are comfortable necessarily. I can tell you, my sister didn't feel comfortable taking her kids to school this past year. So for a year and a half, they learned remotely. And now she's like, I wonder if I could start a little co-op of parents kind of doing what we've been doing together and I feel like a lot of that's going to happen and I encourage that to happen because something else that happened a lot during this pandemic is parents watching their children learn and realizing that um, they weren't getting a full plate Um, just the full plate of what schools decide we have to learn but what about that kid that's like obsessed with food and wants to be a chef what about you know someone who wants to go into architecture, whatever it is, those elements aren't there. They're extracurricular and they're, and usually they're extracurricular in a simplified kid way. Mm -hmm. That's not really expansive. And kids are more intelligent than we give them credit. They can take on, because he's been telling people, my clients that have kids, he says, buy them the masterclass yearly trial and just let them watch because it doesn't matter if they're eight years old, they will grasp what they can grasp. And then they'll watch it again in three years and grasp more.
0: Yes, it's so good. I have to say my mom, my mom shares no passwords with me except her masterclass password. And, <laughs> and it's so genius. I've learned so much just by, I mean, I don't even always do the coursework, but David Sedaris has a good masterclass about like just being oh. in the world and, and observing people. And it's really beautiful. And I think kids, like there's a study I read that kids are 98% of kids are geniuses when they're two years old and only 2% are geniuses by the time they're 10. And I think it's the school system that kind of like gets them boring. You know what I mean? Like it takes Mm -hmm. their curiosity away. It takes their intelligence and the kids I know who are homeschooled. And I want to point to, um, Billie Eilish and Jojo Siwa specifically, Um, when you're homeschooled and your greatness is explored, and you get to kind of explore what you can do and what's possible, Mm -hmm. that brings out so much, and it really helps to illuminate like the individual path. Because I believe we're all here for a reason. I say this probably in every episode, and I definitely say it in every faculty dance party class. But like, we're Mm -hmm. here for a reason. We're one in infinity, and God wants to express itself through you. Like, and that Mm -hmm. is just you exploring your curiosities and playing and. A kid's life is made up of being uncomfortable because they're constantly learning, play because that's what their default is. And that's how they kind of explore more and rest. Mm -hmm. That's it's it's lather, and repeat. And when we become, when we get on that train track of go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a job, get a career, and then lather and get into a ton of debt. So you have to keep working, Mm -hmm. like lather, and repeat, that's not being uncomfortable playing and resting. (laughs) No. And it's like, you can learn so much from little kids, like, and how they, they think best. And I'm excited to hear that Kazoo is predicting a difference in schooling patterns. Like, I know there's plenty of yeah. muggles who will stay muggly and be bored yes. and miss them all. And like the rest of us who are like consciously trying to uncouple from Bezos and not buy from Amazon mm-hmm. anymore. I'm like almost there. I have just like a few little things. Like I need to find a good electronics supplier. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's just, and, and not, I don't buy fast fashion. This beautiful frock I'm wearing is secondhand. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I I feel like secondhand really like washes away a lot of the sin, but like, I also prefer to buy like nice things that last a long time from makers, from small curators Mm -hmm. like yourself. Um, I'm so excited to hear that that's what you're, you're sensing. Cause I feel like the pandemic interrupted everyone and gave a lot of possibilities. Like it felt. Yes constricting, I think in some ways, but that was good because we needed to close off all of our distractions. Mm-hmm. so that we could Focus in on what we really want.
1: And believe and have a little bit of that fear of like, oh, I could be done by this. I could get, catch this thing and be on a ventilator. I mean, who didn't picture themselves on a ventilator and dead? And I didn't even get to do a thing I wanted to do. I didn't
0: picture myself on a ventilator or dead. I pictured myself vibrantly healthy
1: good um I, I don't think I picture myself but I was but I picture others and that's worse
0: and you also are media you've been talking to yeah. people through their anxieties and fears all through this time so you've gotten a real picture yes of what
1: people are yes but I thought to myself when you're when your mortality is threatened then you're like oh I need to do my things there's no There's no rush, but there's no reason to wait either. Just do what you need to do, whatever. And if you and wanting to do something for the purpose of your gut is just inexplicably telling you you want this means following that because that is the path towards more expansion. It's not this other matrix that you were just talking about of. I have to do this in order to do this. And then I do this. And then I have debt and I pay off the debt. That matrix doesn't work. It's a fear-based thought pattern of, I have to force myself to do something and then I'll be rewarded after for for my suffering. And so that kid who's in school, who doesn't care about math, doesn't get math, can't get the equation, is being judged because he can't get the grade that everyone's supposed to get on that thing. That doesn't even interest him. It doesn't even interest him. And it doesn't need to. How about leave math out of the? There's a calculator on all our phones. Uh, There's nothing, someone else loves math and they'll help him uh, if he needs math help uh, in his grown up life. And so it's just a matter of like, how do we bring out, just like I love that you mentioned Jojo Siwa and uh, Billie Eilish, because how do you bring out someone's genius? And the way you do that is by allowing them to have the room to play with the things that make them tick versus forcing on them something that doesn't make them tick and forcing that they have to be great at it or else they're a failure.
0: Right. And beware of being talented at shit that doesn't matter to you. Because like, I feel like I got great grades and it doesn't matter. Like none of my grades, I posted this vlog on my YouTube about um, for anyone who's struggling with college admissions, their law school admissions or a 2L who doesn't have a summer associate position. None of those things mattered. None of my grades mattered. I think the college only mattered because I was meant to go to that college. I think law school only mattered because I was meant to move to Philadelphia and meet the right people. And it wasn't about going to law school. And I just didn't mm-hmm. have the bravery to move across the country because of clerks, because I really liked Kevin Smith movies. This is why it shows a lot <laughs> of Jersey, if I'm being honest.
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: It was like, I fucking loved Kevin Smith movies. And like, and ironically, like I always heard his story about... Uh, funding clerks on a credit card. And I realized, oh my God, like 2019 for faculty dance party, I funded my life on a credit card so I could keep that company going. Um, And I'm like, I can't wait to pay it all off and have that success story. (laughs) But it's so funny. Like, why did I move to New Jersey? Because I thought it was campy and hilarious and I wanted to know more.
1: Good. (laughs) I love that. But that's you following your gut.
0: Yes. And I didn't, and I, I had to box it because at the time I was just so caught up in the matrix that like, I was like, oh, I'm going to law school. And then everyone supports you going to law school because of course. Right. And like, and they think you're going to be happy and you're right. Um, I got so I want to ask Kazoo one personal question. This is my long Yes, yes. Moment. So I recently connected some dots that in, I had a reading, not with you, with this, mm-hmm. and you know me, I like, I love my psychic friends and I stay up with them. Mm-hmm. This is a psychic who like I had one reading with and I have not, I don't even remember her name and like, but so many things came through that I didn't understand what they were. And so Mm -hmm. these two women, these sisters came through first in the reading. They were like hot to talk to me. Um, And I didn't Mm -hmm. know who they were. I couldn't figure it out. And so the psychic just kind of like moved on and was like, okay, it's not them. But I realized in a conversation with my family on a Zoom who it was um, that I think it was my paternal grandmother, um, Nanny Irwin, um, and her Mm -hmm. sister, Aunt Pearl, who were both big personalities I've heard. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm just curious if there's any messages coming through from them, from Kazoo, because I feel like I missed out like seven years ago when I didn't know who they were Well,
1: no, Kazoo said you didn't miss out. He says, um, I'm scanning for them. He says, because there's people, others that are more available on a more frequent basis to you. Okay. Than they are now. Okay. Um, But... I think it's just um, meaning. He says, I want to say that, uh, explain that a little bit. The people that are more available to you on a more frequent basis is one person in particular who's a woman who you had much more of a relationship with.
0: Probably my grandmother.
1: So she's very involved. um, uh, Even more so than in life. It feels even more valuable to her because she's more available and understanding. And it was always understanding, but now really gets it in a way that's not um, from the outside. And so that feels like, because says that energy is around you all of the time. She's still doing her own journeying, but you're a constant uh, place for her to come back to and visit because of how you are. And because of what she's learning and growing now. Now with these two others, because you says, I feel that you're correct in thinking that that's who they are. But I think they just, I I don't know that there was an extreme relevance in them coming other than just being aware and available because you were available at the time. Meaning I don't think that there's any huge message they had other than like, Oh, you want to, Hey, we're here um however because it says I think there's something about you kind of researching or knowing a little bit more about them that would be very intriguing to you and might even help solidify some ideas you have something about their lifestyle or the way they were or how they were perceived even or how they didn't care how they were perceived or how they did care how they were perceived in a positive way. Something like that, that feels valuable to you to bring home certain ideas or just kind of, if anything, it's just to give you a little sign of like, you're right on. Yes, right on. Um, so he says there's something about you researching them a little bit if you can. And even like seeing them. um something about how they looked or how they dressed mm-hmm. um that feels very uh important to bringing home certain ideas that you have um in many ways kazoo says uh what what were they to each other
0: they were sisters
1: oh in many ways it feels like they were um not followers of the matrix
0: no, they were not. <laughs> I was by my very Muggle family. They were described as eccentric and like flamboyant, which I was like, "Oh, tell me more. Tell me everything. Is this in this yeah?" Show? Like
1: <laughs> yes, and um, I find that you'll discover. Kazoo says that it. Um, I want you to. He says. I want you to research this and I feel like they would want you to research it because it's not about a connection with them in particular now. It's more about what a lineage. It's more about understanding you a little bit more and where how they were perceived, how you are perceived, how really uh, we're all always the same and growing. But there's something about the way they live that you'll find mirroring the way you live in many, if not every way. I love that. And Jesus says, including sexuality, um, or uh, sexuality and or confined ideas of relationship or sexuality, mm-hmm. um, and then also them following their. Um, following their path towards having using their eye for detail and and creativity mm, yeah, they always kind of followed that um so there's just something about you kind of knowing about them that might just be all he needs you to know about them to help further along like oh i come from this i love
0: um,
1: that i'm yeah. He just says, I, I come from this is a is a big thing for you to have because it's not um, so left of center. It's actually right on. What's not right on is following a fear-based matrix.
0: It's so fascinating because like I grew up as an only child and not close to any of my extended family. So I think of, I see people who have like tight family networks. Like I, even you, you grew up with cousins, like kind of around. Yeah like an aunt's yeah. and mom's, you know, and like that kind of thing. Yeah. And I didn't have that partially because my mom didn't want her family kind of judging her. She was gay when I was really little, like she didn't mm-hmm. want her family bossing her around and judging her. So she did her own thing in the Bay Area and everyone else was mm-hmm. in LA. And it's interesting because when I was asking about these, like these sisters um, to my, my aunt, um, not my mom. Um, She said, "Well, not that you asked, but whichever I forget which one um, had a boyfriend who was married. I think it was Aunt Pearl." Uh, And I was like, "You mean she was polyamorous? Like, because I can read between the lines, and like, if you don't have like someone that you feel comfortable, if if you're like hiding the affair, there's like an element of shame, and if you're like." whatever he's married that's like an element of people know that this is happening and it's all good you know and it's just like to me is normal because like those are my friends and that's my people and so it just felt really fun to hear that information and I have to filter it through my anti-judgment it's right like it goes through the fear-based matrix judgment that's how it's told but then I I actually hear the story um right in it
1: (laughs) yeah it's so good I love that and I love it because well I love it that it was told to you that way and that you filtered through to be like oh you mean they're normal oh you mean there was no shame she was living her life being happy following her gut Mm." (laughs) and named Pearl on top of it
0: named Pearl right And, (laughs) and and it was an immigrant from Canada like my whole family moved because Pearl had moved to um Southern California she was like I think for a while married to a cameraman who like spent, it's funny because like, you know, we know uh, Los Feliz now is just like a neighborhood in LA, but it used to be like, there's all these like single occupancy um, places to live there because like the people who worked in the movie industry would just move there for a while, do the, you know, consumptive movie production stuff, and then go back to, they were up in Camarillo, uh, which is by Santa Barbara. So anyway it's just hilarious and she was the reason why my whole family ended up moving from Canada um because like once there's one person in in or near LA the people who want to go come so
1: yeah well so Pearl was a pioneer
0: <laughs> yes she was very much a pioneer and I also feel like a pioneer in many ways um especially yes I think like now in this like renaissance time to go back to like the overarching theme of this episode is like, we are like in this time where so much ground is being broken. We've got like the cannabis industry, which is just like wide Mm -hmm. open. We're in the information age where anybody can put up a digital storefront and make their lives. Um, I love the fact that I have now fully created a life that makes me a digital nomad. Um, Mm -hmm. Part of my fear of touring is like, oh, I've gotten so rooted into my routines. Um, And so now I'm really working on making my routines portable and trusting myself that I know what's important Mm -hmm. for me in order to maintain my mental wellness, because it's really what Mm they are about, Um, Mm
1: so that
0: I can go be a digital nomad and carry with me my sanity and my great attitude. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. That's good. But it's good for you to be aware of needing that balance so that you can maintain and do your thing and not bite off more than you can chew.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Alex, I want to do a plug and just a thank you for all of your Zoom seminars. They have been incredible. I have enjoyed every one that I've been to. I can't wait for you to start doing them again. Um, thank you. You're going to keep doing them, right?
1: Yeah. In fact, I, I, inspired by you, I've been thinking about, I wonder if I can come up with, I don't even know. I'm just talking this out loud right now some sort of subscription-based Alex and Kazoo situation that has daily check-ins, seminars, and this whole little tribe of people that comes onto my lives, if there's a place we can all do it, and you can check in with each other without me there. I don't know what that looks like or feels like, but it's something that's been on the back burner.
0: If I can just recommend Patreon, I think Patreon has been such an easy place for me to plug and play what i do into their format it's an easy membership-based site you can set your tiers you can set your benefits and then they have discord access so you can just connect discord which is a different app but it works with patreon and then the discord mm-hmm. is where people talk to each other and you can do like video things you can do like chats there's a lot to learn i'm gonna
1: and, write that down
0: but it's uh, so it's patreon <laughs> And Patreon itself has, like, their blog is such a great resource. This is the first thing I suggest to anyone who's thinking about Patreon is go on their blog and just root around and read about how people monetize who they are on Patreon. Because it's really, like, uh, such an incredible platform for digital creators like me. Like, when, I, you know, I have my own website for Faculty Dance Party. I could have built out my membership site, but then when it breaks, I'm responsible for it. I have to do all the building. I'm like, no, make it easy for me, Patreon. So, yeah, I mean, I just do it there and I'm working on developing the Discord community so people can meet each other from aerobics and I don't have to be there. And so like, I think that would be great for you. Um, Awesome. I I have loved your Zoom classes because I I always learn so much from you and you really help to ignite the most important part of me, which is the highest vibe, spiritual connectedness. Um, And this has always been true, but especially in in- in recent years, I've been very disciplined about my spiritual alignment, which like, I feel like you teach me how to be disciplined with play,
1: which yeah.
0: is really spectacular and wonderful. And so I'm excited for people to know you. I'm excited for people to play in their dreams. Uh, and AlexTheMedium.com to book a reading, yep. Alex, the medium on Instagram to just hang out and get to know you and know when all the stuff. Spec- yeah because there's, there's yes monthly specials you want to you want to get in on the special <laughs>
1: um,
0: and if i can save you a little i mean pay retail for alex a medium worth it but also you can get a yeah
1: plan. but um, i always do promos <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then of course h gray supply co is it hgraysupplyco.com yes Yes, and then H-Gray Supply Co. on instagram um yep. throw all your dollars at alex <laughs> 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 do your art um play picture yourself doing it and being in the dream do you have any parting words alex
1: well the parting words are just what you said or just that moment that we had earlier in our conversation where kazoo said you know you already see yourself there that's been really powerful for me just in this past year two big things i feel like i've learned that i'm trying to apply on a daily basis is seeing myself there and i don't i don't need a ton of details just the feeling of owning a store and how exciting it's going to be to curate it, just feeling it, feeling that energy. And then like, you're already there, like it's already happened. Um, It removes the element of doubt. That's just fear that's conditioned. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I've learned is through the past few years that I've been the biggest, most powerful thing is I don't need to know anything ahead of time. Mm. Sometimes you just have to start. And I think we've been conditioned as human beings to have all your ducks in a row or have an itinerary or a plan. But sometimes trying to force a plan narrows in the window of opportunity that could be much larger if you just show up to play and let that dictate what comes next you can't get ideas unless you show up to play and when you show up to play and get those ideas you can build upon those ideas versus trying to decide how a thing's supposed to go ahead of time just for control's sake
0: my god that's exactly right you can't get ideas unless you show up to play ah you're so wise alex i love you so much (laughs) my friend thanks for being in my life Uh, Thank you for
1: being my friend.
0: uh, And as you continue to just glow up and follow your your passions and all of the things, like I just I get juiced just watching you succeed. And so I'm excited for all that is. I
1: appreciate that. Thank you. And I have to tell you, you're just as much as an inspiration to me, even just in you. Like I'm not joking when I said earlier that you're Jacqueline of all trades, because there's a million things that you love. And you're really good at juggling them, but also giving attention to the thing that highlights itself to you in the moment, because that's what needs to be right now. It doesn't mean no to the others. It just means right now, this needs attention. And from this, you'll get enough water to be able to water those other little plants around you.
0: Mm. Yes
1: um and you can do it all I've always been a person who's thought I I would just pick a thing and do it I couldn't possibly do everything and seeing someone like you succeed and be able to do everything and not only be able to do so many different things but also create your own way of doing them that isn't just the one way that narrow way we think we're supposed to do a thing
0: yes yes absolutely oh so much so much (laughs) thank you I appreciate you and of
1: course I appreciate you
0: there's just so many ways to do things and you don't need to get trapped in a box that someone else is making. Um, yeah. In your mind first. Um, yay. I love you so much, Alex.
1: I love you too.
0: Bye everybody.